hello and welcome back to they made another one a show where each week we take a deep dive into the annals of franchise cinema seeing what treasures and horrors we can uncover i am Corey, and i am liam and this week we watched an air bud film air bud seventh inning stretch that's not it excuse me air bud seventh inning fetch I did the writer's dirty there. Uh, it is from 2003. Um, it is directed by a man named Robert Vince, who appears to be something of like the head honcho of the Air Bud cinematic experience. Um, he's had his, his fingers in a lot of the Air Bud pies, so to speak. And um, mm. so I th- I guess before we get into the movie, which... It's an experience. It's got things in it that are a lot to look at. Um, I want to ask you, Liam, what your past experiences with the Airbud franchise are. Is this like a near and dear childhood thing for you? Or are you just kind of passing through and you don't really have a lot of attachment to this? I'm much more familiar with uh, MVP, Most Valuable Primate and or most extreme primate i think it's the same primate but i've i've seen a couple of the most vertical primate i might even know that one too he Um, skateboards in that one yeah i think i've seen the one where he snowboards that's gotta be probably extreme mvp2 is it mvp and then they just say extreme as if that word starts with a v uh maybe there's like mxp that doesn't sound like anyway sorry i'll let you continue i'll look this up okay yeah so i've seen at least half of one of those movies and i vaguely remember doing that what i know about Airbud is that um it was a movie where a dog uh, played basketball and even then I, I don't even know if i knew that when we decided to do this movie i remember asking you what he did in the original Airbud. And you said he played basketball. Like, I thought maybe he played volleyball. Oh, you know what? I I, I would often watch the Air Bud movie where he plays volleyball, which I think is, like, Air Bud 6. I think it comes after this one. Um, let me, while we're talking about this, I'm going to look up the Air Bud chronology, just so we're clear. Yeah. So um, I... So anyway, I've only seen the volleyball one, whichever one that is. I saw it as a kid. I think I owned it on DVD... I didn't know what a direct-to-video sequel was, but that would have been my my jam. Um, it's strange to me that Airbud was a theatrical movie. <laughs> I know that it's a franchise, but I don't know anything about it. I haven't seen any of the Air Buddies, no Spooky Buddies, no Space Buddies. Um, it, I'm gonna so this note, new. Sorry, I'm gonna note a couple things here. One, it is in fact MXP, Most Extreme Primate. It'd have to be, yeah. And he plays hockey in that. Wait, no, the Wikipedia is wrong. Mm. Sorry, he doesn't. Uh, MXP. He, That's snow- not he snowboards. He snowboards. He snowboards. Uh, you're right. right. Um, also, you're right also about the volleyball coming yeah. after this one. We watched the fourth Airbud film. You know, this leads me to believe you maybe have a little bit more knowledge of Airbud than you're letting on because you got both of those things right. Did uh, I didn't know this was the fourth one. I've been telling people all week that I watched the fifth Airbud movie. But you did still get the chronology right. You knew that the volleyball one was next. Well, I knew that it what certainly are you didn't hiding? come... I knew that it didn't come before this one because I wasn't familiar with any of these characters. So it had to come after. Wait, okay, you've brought up an important question right off the bat. And we don't have to get into this right now, but I want to plant this seed for you. Plant it with your finger. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, is this the same family that Airbud's always had? Because I feel like there's no way they got the actors to keep coming back for like direct-to-video crap over and over. Like, there's just no way. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. way I, at all. I was wondering that too, and it made me think: Is there a case where an entire cast from an original film reprises their role in a direct-to-video sequel? I so that have... doesn't happen, right? The point of a direct-to-video sequel is that it's like you could afford off. it right wait hang on i have more news yeah okay um so the dog so airbud's got a bunch of uh, children in this movie we'll get to that and i mean children that are his not like children that own him but that's also true um 
so the actor that plays <laughs> a weird hierarchy so so airbud the dog is played by a dog in real life named shooter but then in the movie there is a dog that is the son of airbud that is also named shooter i just wanted people to know that well that's a kind of a cool homage i think i think i read that um this was the first airbud movie to not feature have, the original dog yeah but no that doesn't even make sense right because i think that original dog was named um buddy i'll put it to you this way i'm so, looking at the cast of wait a second wait a second wait wait i'm not going anywhere there is a character the the characters are this they're the same the character names are the same in world pup which comes before this one and is yes. also made for video. So that's the same. Hang on. Before we even talk about seventh inning fetch, we need to, we need to detective this. So in the second air Bud right. movie, there is a different Andrea. Yes. There's a different actress playing Andrea. Um, and there's no Josh. Um, in the second air Bud? in the second air Bud, there's no Josh. There's a different person playing Tammy. Oh wait, no, I lied. There is a Josh. No, wait, there's wrong. a Josh. Yeah. There's a Josh. I lied. I'm sorry. I know something about. We're Josh. moving really fast, and I'm just trying to figure this out. So wait, they were also in the second movie. Wait, go to Airbud One. Yeah, and look I, for Josh, Corey. Josh is the same actor. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure Bill Cobb is in the second one as well. Uh, there's no Andrea or anything. Wait, there is, but it's two different actresses because the kid's younger, and then the kid grew up, and it was the same actress for a while. Yeah, and Josh is played by the same actor. Josh is the same time. actor. He's in all four. All is this the fourth movie or the fifth? It's the fourth movie? one. Is okay, he, I think we he's need in to all find out if he's in the next one. Oh wait, this is important. In Airbud Spikes Back, there is a different Andrea. Where does Airbud Strikes Back? It's after this one, and it's a different Andrea. Okay, it's a different Andrea. Same Tammy. And, and same Josh. And no Josh. And ah. the mailman is played by the same guy. <laughs> and I, I think I read that the sheriff is in a couple of them. Probably. Probably. Um, that wouldn't shock me at all. The mom is recast a couple times, but the mom in this movie is also in at least one of the previous movies. World Cup, perhaps. Uh, excuse you, it's World Pup. World Pup, yes. Um. Okay. Forgot we were talking. Now that about we've a done a deep dive investigation into the into the chronology of, <clears throat> excuse me, into the chronology of Airbud, um, I may as well just point out that uh, I didn't have any meaningful experience with Airbud either. Um, I know that like I've probably seen some of the other ones, but not like consciously. If that makes any sense, like I didn't go out of my way to see them, but like as a child, they were probably just present in my life being like babysat or something. Uh, but I didn't have any like meaningful attachment to the series or the dog. Um, as a kid, in fact, I was afraid of dogs. So I don't know if I would have enjoyed the idea of a dog with like super canine abilities that make him good at sports. Before we talk about what the plot... Is of this movie what were you gonna ask me what i was gonna you... ask you what the plot of the movie is before we talk about the plot of this movie shut down i want to i want you to explain to me why we watched this at all what was our reasoning for doing this to ourselves uh i can recall you saying hey liam are we actually watching an airbud movie for our next episode i don't remember how we got to that point that's correct. But I think it's a point you got to. And I I was like, yeah, let's do Air Bud. I think you just realized how many Air Bud movies there were. And so it seemed... But why this one? Do you remember why it was this one? Oh, because we wanted to see a dog play baseball. I wanted to know if they, how they were going to make the dog make it look like it was swinging a bat and hitting a ball. And boy, howdy. Do they ever do that? Yeah, I, they uh, do it without any pomp and circumstance whatsoever, and I couldn't believe it. They don't even make a moment out of it. It's in the middle of a montage. I've had multiple conversations this week where, where I've said to someone, "Hey, I'm watching Airbud Five this week. I watched Airbud Five this week. 
which is the wrong you had number. to tell so the they, world so, so they were like oh the one where he plays volleyball and i was like no i maybe i have the numbers wrong wait do you live in a universe where everyone knows the airbud chronology <laughs> but you is this like the, the movie yesterday is this with. like the movie yesterday but everyone <laughs> everybody remembers airbud but you <laughs> um and so i said no it's the one where he played baseball and i had at least two people say to me yeah but he doesn't like hit the ball though and i said yeah he does wait did and you actually have how, people say that I, to you i need to yeah know. i swear i swear and i i told people how they get him to hit the ball because you you had been enlightened by that point yeah 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 right so yes other people are interested <laughs> so i would say right off the bat if you right off the bat yeah, I got it. You didn't have to hit it that oh, okay. hard. <laughs> How did you feel about it? I liked it. It was good. Okay. Um, right off, right the, off bat. the bat. <laughs> I, would, I would say if you want to watch an Airbud movie. This is a good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I would watch this one. Yeah. yeah. People seem interested. Yeah, do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so the plot of this movie. Oh, God, there's just, there's a lot here. Um. Not in the plot, really. The plot's actually pretty simple. There's just a lot going on in my mind. Yeah, the, the title sums it up pretty well. The title well, sums actually. it up pretty well. Have you ever wanted to see a dog play baseball? Good news, folks. The dog plays baseball. But more importantly, there's a girl who is bad at baseball that becomes good at baseball through the power of, I guess, friendship with a dog. Um, our protagonist, shockingly to me, is not Air Bud. Um, yes, aka, AKA yeah. buddy shocked me too i thought these yeah. were just movies about a dog um and in a way yes. they are but in a way they're movies about family do you think the other movies are like this too because that shocked me as well um i can't the first one definitely isn't right the first one's got to be about the dog but maybe once they had established that yeah we live in a universe where there's a dog that's good at sports they they shifted focus and he became more of like a Oh, what's the word I want? Like a figure that just like helps people on journeys, like guides them on. Yes, I, I love that idea. That is, I loved that approach to this premise. I thought it was wicked that we, we were like an hour into the movie and I was like, I haven't really seen this dog play baseball, but he's still very present and he's just like, a, he's just a, he lurks in the shadows. He's a benevolent he helps force. He is. I I really, like maybe he's like their dad reincarnated. Dude, dude. The, okay. First of all, the second they had a giant, like, 8x10 portrait of a random man, I was like, their dad died, for sure. Um, but, um, so, the movie starts, and it's summertime in this town, and uh, we follow, like, a plump old professor type, and, like, a weird henchman type, and for some reason, what they've decided to do, and, like, the movie offloads this exposition, like, immediately... And they mm -hmm. just kind of treat it like it's no big deal. It's the biggest deal. Um, which is that, so they want to kidnap all the Air Bud dogs and isolate the gene in their DNA that makes them good at sports and, like, create a generation of super athletes. And I'm not clear if the super athletes are also dogs or they want it to make human athletes better. And I don't know if their end game for that is like they'll be able to bet on sports where they've inserted super athletes or what. Unless he just thinks like it's a weird eugenics-esque like the human race needs to evolve. And to do that, we're going to use dog sports genes. I really don't know. The movie doesn't go that deep into it. But Airbud's family is going through a moment of change. Um, we have Andrea, as mentioned, who's good friends with a with another girl named Tammy. And they're going into junior high soon. And also, uh, meanwhile, not meanwhile, no, just also. At, at the same time. At the same time as that. Simultaneously, concurrently. <laughs> parallel to that, there is Josh, who is the older brother of Andrea. who Returning is character. Returning, recurring brother, Josh. Um... Wow, that was a <laughs> he's he's going to university. The recurring brother Josh is going to university, and also there's a baby, uh, because when the dad died, the mom, who is also the mom from Agent Cody Banks, I'm pretty sure, um, uh. uh, got married to Richard Carn, and uh, they had a baby, <laughs> and um, yeah. basically, so they're trying to find 
an identity in junior high and they're like we need to try anything literally anything and they try all these activities that don't work out um andrea can't play the cymbals andrea cannot bake andrea cannot really do gymnastics andrea sure as shit cannot play baseball but Mm -hmm. her friend tammy can and through the power of friendship and bribing the coach they both get on the baseball team meanwhile and this was the, an appropriate use of meanwhile uh the the professor man starts like kidnapping the dogs and they have to like free the dogs and also they win the big game it's a it's a pretty basic like family movie i feel like there's no reason to go into the nitty gritty of like how they do that i'm sure it'll come up but like it's pretty straightforward but what may not be so straightforward is how you reacted to this movie, Liam. What are your thoughts on Airbud seventh inning fetch? Also, it's a, actually before you say anything, I need to know why that subtitle sucks. I'll tell you. The subtitle sucks because the thing they say that will happen only really happens on a technicality. So, at the end, <laughs> at the end of the movie, they do come back and help their team win the big game. After rescuing the dogs during the seventh inning stretch. That happens. Not a single dog catches anything during the seventh inning stretch. There isn't a single dog in this movie that plays seventh inning fetch. There isn't one. However, it could be argued that during the seventh inning, they were fetching the dogs back from the dog nappers. In which case, I would maybe relent and say maybe that's what they were going for. But you know what? I don't think that at all. I think they're a I bunch of frauds. I'm behind you, Airbud 4. You didn't even know it was Airbud 4 until like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> How can you say that? Now I know. You're a fraud. I'm gonna, remember, I'm gonna remember forever, Corey, because I loved this movie. Welcome to the Fraudcast with your host, Liam. Tell me about why you loved Airbud 4. I loved... The use of air. I loved the I loved the dog, but I loved the use of the dog as a supportive side character. I thought that was so cute, and I loved the main actress, um, Andrea. Yeah, she's good. I loved Uh, I loved Josh. Hang on, let's do let's do Andrea some credit. Andrea, played by Caitlin Walks. She sure does. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> She's good. It's not terrible. The brother, on the other hand, is pretty trash. Really? Yeah. I thought he was... I, oh, I he's really so liked him. flat. He's so one note. Tammy, on oh, the other man. hand. Tammy rules. Tammy was really Chantel good, Chantel Strand rules. It's she's the most yeah, like she was she's got like a shit eating grin the whole time and knows that she's good at sports and just like dunks on all these dudes. It rules. Yeah. I liked her. I liked the cartoonish uh, villains, and I liked how little time we spend with them. Because though I liked them uh, at the beginning of the movie, I really thought this was going to be the entire movie. But then it turns out that it's just a pretty, um, a pretty relatable film about a couple <laughs> of kids. Go on. I don't like that you're making fun of me. No, keep going. It's a pretty relatable film. About a couple kids trying to find their way in junior high, see where they fit in, not try to lose each other as they're um, encountering the big gruff world. And all the while, they have this dog who's really good at sports, but because this is the fourth <laughs> film in the series, they know he's good at sports, dude. So when like oh this God. dog like turns out to play baseball, it's just like, yeah, that's funny. No one cares. No one it's cares awesome. at all. It's so awesome, dude. Uh, I thought it's... this had a lot of heart, and I like. I think this is like honestly a perfect children's film. Um, yeah, it hits on the notes. Can we backtrack for a second? Yeah. The thing I thought you were gonna say. This is a very relatable film about getting your dog stolen by supervillains. Oh my god! And I was like, Liam, this ain't no. This is not a relatable film. Um, so you were laughing at your own joke that you hadn't even made. <laughs> I mean, if you want to put it that way, sure. Nice one, Corey. No, I, I just, I really loved it, dude. I thought it was, I um, thought it was so, it was a delight of a film. Uh, I should tell you what I thought of this movie. Um, it's fine. 
Oh, I knew you were gonna say that, man. Like, I mean, it's got That's some. That's so lame, Corey. What of did course you think? It's fine. What did it's you Air think I was gonna say, Liam? You. What did you? Yo, based on did the you text have a you were sending, like, did you have a profound experience with Airbud? I yeah, like I really think that this is a movie oh, wait, that did like, I I'm gonna hold you, in high esteem. Did I you mislead did. you? you that's what you do, man. You texted me throughout the whole movie, like so many all caps messages. This is crazy. Oh my god, he's playing baseball. And if that's the case, you should be like, "Yo, this movie riled me up. It was awesome." Hang on, I want to be clear. It did. I had fun watching it, but I mean, like, it's a, it's fine. Like, it is not doing anything really that genuinely compelling and look i don't mean genuinely compelling in like the put on my film studies hat way right i mean like this is a pretty by the numbers family movie but and this is important that doesn't mean it's not like a fun experience it's an enjoyable thing to watch like they 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 had clearly made this movie three other times um, they know how to hit the beats. It rushes through its like emotional foundation a little bit, but like it knows that what we want, we don't want to watch Andrea fail at sports. We don't. What we want to watch I is Andrea. Andrea fail at sports. No, it's an important part of the movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like it knew that at a certain point, what we're here to see is the dog play baseball. <laughs> and what I think is important, and it leads into what you sort of meant. Uh, about the dog being like an outside actor, an outside force, is that he doesn't mm -hmm. show up until he's needed, right? Like he's watching from the wings and he goes, ah, my child, you must learn the way of the baseball. And they have like this sick practice sesh montage uh, where I just want to make clear for the audience who probably hasn't seen this, um, the dog operates one of those automated ball launchers at a rate that I don't even think a human could achieve without using, like, some kind of bucket. And they established that the dog's just using his mouth. So, like, I don't know what that's supposed to be. But, like, through the power of friendship with the dog, um, she becomes, like, one of the best players on their team, and they really just kind of go on a tear. We should maybe, like, focus a little bit on, like, the beat-for-beat beat stuff. Um, because I feel like... We could abstractly talk about how cool it is that a dog plays baseball all day. What was the first... It's really cool. It's really cool. It, folks, there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play first base, and then he does. But actually, you know what? I know where we need to start. And it's something we've talked about already. No one in this town thinks this is weird, even a little bit. There's... An announcer. First of all, it's weird that there's like a radio channel that is broadcasting junior high baseball games. That seems like a bit much for me. Let them learn the game. Chill out, Mr. Postman. But, who has a great voice. But. Great eyebrow. What was I saying? I don't know, dude. Can you, oh, dude, no, you gotta help me. I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> Oh, oh, I got it. Don't even worry about it. I'm good. So the problem here, I, I lied. It's not a problem. The great thing here is that the dog runs out. T Tammy gets hurt. And the dog runs out to replace her in the game wearing like a jersey for the team and stuff. And everybody just kind of goes, oh, it's Buddy. Cool. And then they just keep playing baseball. That's crazy. It's not remotely a big deal to anybody that this dog is just like a virtuoso of sport. Yeah, it's and, awesome. Dude. And not only that, but everyone knows that because his like other dogs, not his other dogs. That's a weird way of saying his children. The other dogs of Airbud's genes also just play sports in town. There's a basketball dog who hangs out with the basketball guys who appear to be locked in some sort of basketball-based life prison where they can't stop playing basketball because all they do is play basketball, which I think is weird. They need to take a break. It's not healthy. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, there is a family reunion, which I cannot stress enough 
is for Air Bud. And, like, the whole town is there, and all the dogs are just, like, killing it at sport. That's just what's happening. And, like, everybody's just, like, playing sports with dogs. Also, they say that the dog that's good at football is a linebacker, and then he runs, like, a slant route and catches a pass. That's not what linebackers do. Could have fooled me, man. That's not what... The dog that is not Air Bud... is an imposter who can't play football. Or at least he can't play linebacker. Also, this movie does not have a seventh inning fetch. It's semantics, Corey. Who cares? I just spit water everywhere. No, I I think... um, I thought that was one of the coolest aspects of the movie, actually. When you say that they've clearly done this movie three times, I don't really feel that way. I don't feel like this is a retread of any past movies that we haven't seen, but I do feel like it was necessary that these other films, sorry, I do think it was necessary that these other films exist because now we're at this really cool place in like Air Bud 4 where the franchise can be <laughs> I thought you said Air Bud lore. <laughs> uh, can we edit it? I'd rather say that. <laughs> it's a really cool place with uh with the airbud lore where we can have these dogs just exist in this town and no one questions it it's awesome because it makes for so it like takes so much of the work that you like need to do in an airbud movie yeah otherwise that, like, i don't want to see half the movie set up setting up the fact that the dog's good at sports and yeah it's like, we're, that's what i thought it was gonna be, right we know yes. the dog's good at sports and i we wanna, know he's gonna be good at sports i want to totally. clear my name because you've slandered me and i want to correct the record I don't think that this movie was awesome. Yes. Also, I don't think that this movie itself is a retread. What I meant was they've clearly made like, hey, actually, you know what? Maybe I do, but in a good way. It's clear that they've known already to use this character this way. And what I meant initially was that it's clear that they've made like a good family movie before. Like they know how to structure it. Like they understand what it is to do. Here, we got 90 minutes. The kid's going to have a hard time. Growing up is hard. Change is hard. Things, you know, universal experiences. Uh, we're going to put in a dog that's good at sports to, like, help set her on her life path. Um, there's going to be some trials and tribulations. The family's going to come together. They're going to win the big game. And then the dog plays in the World Series, but I guess we'll get to that later. And I think, like, they knew how to use Air Bud the concept the idea of air bud was well used for they've sure. made it they've made it enough times that they have perfected it this is yeah this is the platonic ideal of air bud i i can't imagine any air bud movie being better than this one so are there specific scenes that come to mind that make you think good air bud movie Good movie. It doesn't even need to be a good Airbud movie, man. I like when um, Josh and Andrea are talking right after Buddy has jumped in front of the bus, which is taking Josh to university. Right. And Josh comes out to talk to Andrea, who has since... Um, she was hiding when when Josh and the parents left the house, right? Because she didn't want to face it. She didn't want to face that Josh was leaving. So she faked her own death. And then she decided... <laughs> she decided that, you're, no, you're that's not that right. You're laying that on a little bit thick. She was hiding in the laundry. Right. And so she decided, no, I need to say goodbye to Josh. That's where so I her keep and my bodies. Her and, <laughs> her and Airbud, they run to see Josh, and it's this great, great uh, chase sequence. This might even be... Oh, that's um, not what I thought you were going to say. Okay, sure. What do you think? I thought you were going to say the interaction they have at the end was sweet. I didn't think you were going to say they had a cool chase. No, I'm getting to that. It's just the whole movie is so good that I can mention these little <laughs> moments on the way to the big moments. Great chase sequence. This is after we've seen the dog literally climb up the house. He climbs up a vertical fence on the side of the house, and it's all, it's in like a wide shot. Like, this is no camera trickery. This is the best dog performance in terms of editing, direction, and performance I've seen since Cujo. This was amazing. I wanted to get to that, because like, I wrote that down where I was like, how'd the dog get on the roof? Yeah. (laughs) Like, 
I think, and then we see him get down later. Yeah, so good. I'm I'm yeah. grateful they didn't shy away from the fact that it's like, look, we paid the canine co-stars of Canada their budget. They trained these dogs really good. We're gonna show you the dogs do something cool, right? Mm-hmm. And I like that this exists in like a cartoon reality, but not for the dogs. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> the dogs are extraordinary, but they don't feel like cartoon dogs. But there's people in this movie who are just like really animated and weird. Um, like the professor performance is just goofy. He's just like hamming it. <clears throat> He's just hamming it up. And like his like his like henchman is the same. The sheriff is the most small town sheriff ass sheriff I've ever seen in my life. There's a lot of weird, like, camera angles for a lot of the, like, tertiary characters. The, like, the umpire, The yeah. umpire, I was gonna, that's who I was gonna say. He's always on, like, Dutch angles, and he's constantly just, like, yelling, just like, Shirak yeah. 2! Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. why do we live in a reality where, like, the super canine sports dogs are more grounded than, like, the mailman? So, the, the point I was getting to there was after um, they nail Josh as he's uh, going to university and Josh gets off to talk to Andrea, they have this really sweet moment, right? Yeah. Um, she says, uh, um, like, Josh is like, it's just time, just like it's time for you to go to junior high. And I'm like, oh, that's right. That is the theme of the movie. It's awesome. And then Josh takes off his watch and gives it to her. The dad's watch. I was going to say, and, like, it's, it's not it's his watch. Art. It's art, dude, because I noticed... I was watching the movie and I noticed that Josh takes off the watch when he's going to bed. Yeah. And he puts it on the photo of his dad. Hang on, hang on. I need to stop you there. You cannot act for a second like that was you being clever because the movie is literally shoving it down your throat. <laughs> but kids need that, man. No, like, I, know, I don't. Think... But you, as a 22 year old man, cannot come into this podcast and act like that was you being perceptive because both of them have giant eight by 10 portraits of their dad next to their beds. Of course that was the dad's watch. There's no way that was anybody else's watch, but the dad's. I think you sound a bit jaded here, Corey. No, 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 I don't. You're wrong. Take off the film snob hat. I am wearing my Airbud fan hat. <laughs> you can't be because I'm wearing it and there's only one and I'm the biggest Air Bud fan. I'm jokes on you, we're wearing the same hat. Can I uh Can I can I pivot? Yeah. So when the team is like really crushing it at baseball, um there's a bunch of like newspaper articles that show up that are like Tammy's incredible at baseball. This dog is incredible at baseball. Andrea eventually got good at baseball. Um, and there's just like a photo that's like, here's, you know, our protagonist playing baseball. Um, those are fully written articles. Um, and I want to read, I want to read an excerpt from one of them because oh I paused the movie and took a picture. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 oh man, it might be a little bit longer than I initially meant, but I feel like the context is important. Stanley Evans walked to lead off the bottom half and, one out later, advanced a third on Andrea's double. Pinch hitter Dagmar hit a liner. <laughs> Pinch hitter Dagmar. This is not even the good part. Pinch hitter Dagmar hit a liner which left fielder, I can't make out the name, uh, tried to make a catch on. It's blurred by the timeline thing. Um, third base umpire Nick called Miner out. Television replays. This There's no establishment that this arena has television replays. It's just like a backyard field, basically. Um, television replays showed that Terrence trapped the ball as Steve tagged up and scored third. Crew chief Robert acknowledged that it was a tough call for Nick to make and to overturn. Buddy, running from second on the play, continued home while Randy cut off Stanley's throw and stepped on third, but no one was called out. Again, Buddy is the dog. They just kind of say that. They don't make it good. 
At this, the crowd leapt to its feet as it realized that perhaps the golden retriever they saw before them was not merely a dog, but an animal with an amazing family history of sports. One can only hope Buddy or his pups are never exploited for their seemingly super sports ability. The T-Wolves are a shoe in for the top spot in this year's league final against the ever-troublesome Peppers. <laughs> I'm editing my letterbox rating to make this movie five out of five stars. I'm gonna. The article literally says, and I want to be clear. I paused to read this article before I knew this line was in it. I was just curious. At this, which is Buddy running from second base, the crowd leapt to its feet as it realized that perhaps the golden retriever they saw before them was not merely a dog, but an animal with an amazing family history of sports one can only hope buddy or his pups are never exploited for this seemingly super sports ability they're immediately exploited for this super sports ability it's incredible i want to tip every hat that has ever been manufactured to the person who wrote that into this movie both our Airbud hats and our uh, film snob hats are being tipped. Oh, my film snob hat! I'm burning it in effigy of my past <laughs> self because I love Airbud too much now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's I love so that. good, and I think it's a good indication that like the filmmakers kind of understand like what it is they're working with here, and know that like they can play up with it a little bit and be self-aware and recognize that people are going to be here uh and they're here for the dog but we as an audience also know that like the dog is just we know that he's a super dog um and we don't really need to like ram that down our throats um we've already kind of established that we love this movie and we think it's incredible i've clearly had a turn of fate over the course of wait this you love this movie and think it's incredible how was that not clear based on that thing i just read of course well, it i is. understand that you love that piece of uh it's called character growth liam all right no i'm with you thank but you i want to say uh i want to talk about the Airbud <laughs> cinematic universe for a minute so this movie is literally produced by a company called Airbud entertainment uh and, oh yeah did you not catch that no, I didn't catch that. And uh, what I want to talk about is like the dumbification of Airbud as a concept. Because mm. in our research before choosing this film, which to be fair was limited, uh, <laughs> we learned that there are a series of like Airbud Presents movies uh that I think MVP. MVP is one of those. Spy yeah. Mate, I think, is. One of those was the spy mate. One of those, is that a monkey one? Yeah, it's he's a he's like James Bond, but a monkey. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and there's as you mentioned, there's like the buddies movies, like Snow Buddies, um, uh, the yeah. other ones, Spooky Buddies, etc. Those are little dogs. It's really important to note that the puppies in that talk. Oh yeah, did you? Yeah, so. That, that was are, another question. I those got are this talking week was, animal yeah. movies. I came yeah. into this movie not knowing if Airbud talked. I'm so so glad Airbud doesn't talk because you know what mm -hmm. you know what speaks for itself his play on the field. It's true. Yeah, he, he doesn't need to say anything because he's out there hitting dingers, making things happen, making the plays, catching the rays, looking beautiful. And even before that, he's such a strong character, man. He's such a he really. And this is not even a little bit of a joke. His presence on screen is felt. Yeah, totally, totally. Like I was, I was going to say this movie didn't even need Airbud because I was into the. Uh... You're wrong. <laughs> no, see, I was gonna say that because I was just. Well, it's just I was. It's a testament to like I was into the human characters, right? I think what I mean is that I didn't need Airbud Air to join the it. team, Air and Bud I don't need Airbud to be in the World Series. I loved both of those things, but like just having him on the sidelines, sort of guiding andrea along helping her out i'm down with that actually that's a good point so i think the ending of this movie might connect my thoughts on the demification of airbud a little bit 
So in the last like 30 seconds of this movie, last minute of this movie, it just cuts from the big championship game. Andrea gets a call on the phone and she's like, really, buddy? Really? Um, and he's been drafted by the Los Angeles Angels or maybe the Angels, like the Anaheim Angels. I forget what city they were in at that point. That, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, and uh, he he takes the team to the World Series and he wins the World Series and he's immediately declared MVP of the World Series instantly declared it on a big jumbotron and then the movie just ends um buddy's not the focus of this movie airbud's sports ability isn't really the focus of this movie the town is not even worried about airbud's sports ability in this movie why is the ending about airbud's sports ability in this movie taking him to literally the pinnacle of sport i think it's the dumbification of airbud and I think that this is a trend that continues when they decide to just throw the playbook out the window and the dogs can talk. And I think that you have to have a profound misunderstanding of why Airbud is a interesting concept to begin with and why you can make good family films out of it to just say, we're just going to make it where the dogs talk and people will watch it because the dogs talk and the kids will be intrigued because the dogs talk like Maybe I'm getting a little bit hyperbolic because it's like that that article was really funny and whatever, and yeah. I think that there's fun stuff in this movie, but I genuinely think on a fundamental level, these can just work as good family movies without having to like stoop to the level that the franchise goes to in later years, and I'd be really curious why the pivot happened, but that makes this experience feel a little bit more compelling where it's like, huh, this is one of the last ones where they tried to take it seriously, but you can already see that like the well has been poisoned a little bit. Cause mm -hmm. like it doesn't make, it doesn't, the dog plays junior high baseball and seemingly instantly is MVP of the world series. And then the movie cuts to credits. Yeah, okay, well, I'll talk about that for a second. I do think that that ending scene is a uh, a solid support of your thesis of the dumbification of Airbud leading into Air Buddies and things like that. I get where you're coming from. I think this movie had built up such goodwill with me that um, when we jump to Airbud being MVP of... Uh, the uh, Anaheim Angels. I wasn't like this is a betrayal of what it kind of feels like a betrayal, done. and that's it didn't feel that way to me. It felt like a cute afterthought, and it felt I loved that. I think what is likely the entirety of the first Airbud movie is relegated to like a reference in the final scene. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I guess that's kind of cute. And you know, I'm going to preface what I'm saying with the fact that like you've kind of turned me a bit on having like a bit more positive thoughts here. Cause like I was enjoying it as like, this is a kid's movie. Wild things are happening. That's funny to watch. And it's like an enjoyable viewing experience. Cause it's like these villains are goofy. That dog's really playing baseball but like i do think that this is like just like a fundamentally solid family movie and i do feel like it's undercutting itself a little bit by feeling like it has to like crank it to 11 like hmm. the movie had done its job and it's almost like a marvel post credits sequence but before the credits happens where it's like it is a funny afterthought <laughs> and maybe it could have been a dream sequence where it's like man what if this dog was so good at baseball at one at all but like I guess that's just canon now in like Airbud universe. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I just I just read How it is as Air like Bud a knowing not world famous. I just read it as a knowing smirk, especially because I imagine he has already been world famous in the past. Like I really, I really think it, the Airbud fans can world come Cup. after me if this isn't true. But I think that the first film he probably like goes to the NBA right and is killing it. So it, it makes sense to me that they're just like, all right, we've spent an hour and a half. We've spent time with the kids. We know we we don't care what side our bread is buttered on. Our butter is breaded on. Our How do they butter the bread? Our butter, our bread is buttered on. We don't care about any of that, right? Um, We're gonna the dog does not go to the NBA. What does he do in that movie? Um, Do you want me to read? I don't know what part yeah. of this plot summary to read. I'm not reading the whole thing. Um, I'm just going to read. Uh, can I just read the we last paragraph? It. Yeah. Snively. Nah, this is even still too long. So basically, uh, 
they find like a dog and they adopt a dog um and there's also uh so there's a guy who's an alcoholic clown and he's abusing the dog and then the dog goes to Are Josh's. Are you on the wrong Wikipedia page? I'm not. <laughs> Norm Snively, an alcoholic and bumbling clown, and his golden retriever are doing a show at a child's birthday party. After the dog causes havoc at the party, Snively angrily takes him to the pound until the kennel falls out of his truck, rendering the golden retriever homeless, and then is adopted by Josh's family. Uh, oh, the father dies in that movie. Due to the heartbreak over the death of his father, a pilot who died in a plane crash on a test flight due to fuel shortage, he's too shy to try out for the basketball team. Wait a minute. It's the same plot as this movie, but basketball and Josh. Huh. Because he becomes the team's manager. He's benched, basically, because he's too bad. Wait, the dog no, becomes no, no. the team's Josh, manager? Josh is too bad at basketball, but the coach lets him on anyway. And then he practices by himself. The dog shows up, and the dog proves that he's good at basketball, gets him to be good at basketball. Later, they realize that there's a rule that doesn't say that the dog can't play basketball. The clown is trying to steal the dog, and then they win the big game. It's the same movie! It appears we have had a great misunderstanding of what the Airbud franchise is. We have had a significant misunderstanding of what the Airbud franchise is. That a sounds, profound that misunderstanding. Sounds awesome, dude. Literally, meanwhile, Buddy leaves the backyard, goes to the school, and shows up while the game is underway. These are all things that happen in this movie. Oh my gosh. There ain't no rule that says a dog cannot play basketball. The only difference is that people don't question it anymore. The only difference is that people just kind of understand that this is a dog that's good at sports. So, wow. I was right. They have made this movie before. This movie. My head is spinning. My head is spinning. Movies with animals have changed my life today. Uh, this is like... Wow. This is like people like seeing the American version of Old Boy and being like, that was pretty wicked. <laughs> That's a really good analogy. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. What if well, Josh Brolin played Airbud? Okay, so <laughs> Alright, so back to the ending scene. I uh it's not as much of a reference to the original as I thought it was. And um That makes it worse. Yeah, Did that, like um, my thesis is totally on brand now. All right, it's uh, I'm gonna have to edit my letterbox rating again. What is it now? Wait, this is about what? Wait, 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 wait. What was it initially? Four point five out of five. What was it after you heard that excerpt from the article? Five out of five. What is it now? Four point five out of five. Ah, come on. This because, makes me like, genuinely curious to go back and read other articles from the movie just to see if they did that every time or not. And I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is just outrageous. This is outrageous. All right. So, dude, so maybe th this um, is an example of um, our whole idea on this show is that we're coming in deep in franchises. Often we haven't seen the previous installments and we're just seeing if it's a good film. I think this is a really good film, but I would understand if someone has seen the other three films and at this point it's trite. And if tired I was an Air Bud fan, before. I would feel cheated. Yeah. Because this is just Air Bud 1, but the sport's different. Wait, Liam, I know what we have to do. I guess that's why it's direct to video, right? Yeah. What? I we have to read the plot summary of a different Air Bud movie. Okay, why don't you go to the volleyball one? I've seen that one. No, no, we know that one's going to be the same because it's after this one. I think we need to go to, like, the second one. Okay. Because we need to see if this is a recurring thing. Yeah, maybe this is a return to its roots. This is the Halloween Unlike four. its predecessor, Air Bud Golden Receiver was a box office failure. Resulting That's because they, they switched up the formula, man. It was an anthology film. Receiving negative critical reviews and grossing ten million against a budget of eleven. It lost mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. This is way, 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 way shorter. Uh Russians steal the dog. The Timberwolves, it's the same school. 
Um, I respect that. The Timberwolves are forced to play the championship game without Buddy and are losing terribly. Buddy knocks his cage over to unlock a hatch on the chimpanzee's cage, letting the chimp out, who then in return lets Buddy out, which is what the raccoon does. Buddy and the chimp release all other animals, which is what they do with the dogs. And then he goes and plays in the game, and the team catches up and they win. It's all the same! It's all All the same! Well... Is this, a, is this a psyop by the government to see if we'll notice that all the movies are the same? All right. Well, listen here. Let's go back to, like, slasher films, right? Airbud did us dirty, Liam. Listen, Corey. A lot of times, slasher films do the same thing over and over. And when they try to switch it up, you know, they're deep. It's like Jason X. He goes to space, right? They're deep. But before that, it's just, we're going to do the slasher film with different characters, and uh, but you know what you're going to get. So I am comfortable saying Air Bud 4 is good. This is great. the same characters. and It's, it's my, literally no, the it's same not, movie, but yeah, Josh but plays Andrea a different sport. Liam, it's the no, same. Josh isn't playing any sport in this one. Yes. Oh, okay. Sure. It's the same. He's in it. He probably plays sports at school. What I'm he saying is. is the second one is literally the same as the first one. Here's what we need to find out. In the third one, is it Josh playing sports? Because then this is just a natural progression because actors age. That, I mean, that's fine. I just, I'm, hmm, let me think. I'm comfortable saying that this is a my favorite Air Bud film because I was so into Andrea and her friendship with Tammy. Oh, Andrea and, and Tammy are the, the same idea. actresses in the third one. And the uh, yeah, but they get the center stage here, right? No, for sure. I'm just noting that. I think that's interesting. And so, and this one has Josh going off to university. I really dug that. Like, it's just this. This one just worked for me, right? Can and I so, interrupt for a second? Yeah. When Jack's son, Spartans All Star Captain Steve Stearns, learns that the Timberwolves have been banned from the league because the dog, he's outraged and confronts his father, leading to Jack calling Timberwolves coach Montoya and informing him that, after careful consideration, the committee has had a change of heart and the Timberwolves are back in the league. Buddy has a uniform and is on the roster, leading Josh's soccer team to the state championship against the Spartans. And then puppies are kidnapped and they have to get him back. Guess what? Guess what? Mm. They win the big game because the dog scores a goal. They made the same movie every single time. This is egregious. This is not, but this is not slasher movie territory. I disagree completely. This is way more hackneyed than that. Because in slasher movies, you have a lot more to mix up. All they've changed here is the sport being played. <laughs> I've taken a complete mm-hmm. fucking 180 on this movie, and I'm going to bleep that, but I'm keeping it in because my emotions are running high right now. And I feel like this is the Airbud seventh inning fetch is a fraud, and I was right. This is a this 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 is like blasphemous. I don't know how they could think they could get away with this. We've sleuthed it out and we've tracked them down and they will be held accountable for what they've done, Liam. <sighs> Were they just trying to make money? No. There's no way. There's no way. There's like, no I way. say that despondently. Like, why does this... Like, why... Why? Hang on. The Hang on. World Pup... It played in Philippine theaters for a limited time, but it was direct-to-video. They were instantly... Like, the second one was a critical and commercial failure, and they were all just direct-to-video after that. This can't be a cash grab. Because you can't guarantee that a direct-to-video movie is going to sell because people have, like, a concept of what... It's 83 minutes! Oh, my God. But, like, you... People have an understanding of what direct-to-video means, right? And, like, there are... There are implications of quality in that that just don't exist with other kinds of releases. So it's like mm-hmm. Airbud World Pup and Airbud Seventh Inning Fetch are not guaranteed sellers. Like did I think they... they were back then though, like 
No, but even that I don't the think it, work? I don't think it was guaranteed. I think you might get people to like rent it, but that's not like guaranteed returns for the companies that made the movie, right? Well, I watched the hell out of uh, Airbud Five. Yeah, but what like, I mean is I like those are rentals, right? Most likely, not buys. So like they're getting money, but it's in a very abstracted way if they are at all. I feel like that's not this is not like a guaranteed cash cow in that way. And the fact that they're this like creatively bankrupt kind of makes that more frustrating because it's like if they didn't think they could make money on quality, they were gonna do it on quantity. And the solution for that was to make dumb repetitive movies as quickly as humanly possible. And that's some cynical, cynical stuff. You really think this is a dumb movie? Um, in the context of the rest of the series, I've completely pivoted. This is irritating. No, no, no. That, no that's fine, but if we're just looking at it like as if a you singular look at film... It, devoid of context, it's a much better movie. The context is what kills it here. For sure. Mm -hmm. In the context of Airbud, this movie's a travesty. In the context of movies that aren't Airbud and its sequels other than this one... It's a perfectly fine children's film, but something about the way it exists in this series feels very bad to me. You know, I, I, I suppose I'm just more comfortable with that idea than you are. I mean, I understand. Like, I don't think that like because it's I don't think this movie is bad at all. So like if it's working, like why not just keep making them for kids, right? Like change up the sport. That's fun. No, no, no. Like I, I want to make clear. I know that like, um, this isn't cynical in the way that like other movies don't do this. I'm personally frustrated now because if this had not been true, this would have felt like a much more novel experience. Well, yeah, that's true. And now I'm just like, nah. You guys are just like trying to make that that scratch and that is kind of like deflating me and deflating how i feel about the movie um hmm. like its fundamentals are solid and like you've been saying it has like good ideas but for it to be in service of this it feels kind of wonk but that newspaper article writer <laughs> he never really he never really let it out they're gonna have one of those newspaper articles can i read you an article that is not the baseball game okay it's just also on the front page yeah its headline is skier returns home i'm gonna read two paragraphs of this local downhill skier michael sorachuk returned home from colorado on tuesday cutting his winter training regimen short by three weeks I wanted to stick it out and finish my training, but I just couldn't stand the people of Thunder Ridge any longer. Sure, they seem nice at first, but once you get to know them better, all they ever want to talk about is cheese. It's breathe this and cheddar that and matzah, 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 matzah. They act like they invented the stuff. Sorenchuk left for Thunder Ridge in mid-October for what his skiing coach Patrick Cameron thought would be a five-week program. Quote, we had everything in place for a five-week stay, but after Mikey went trick-or-treating on Halloween and came home with a bag full of Gouda, he told me he had enough of that town. He was longing for, free, for Fernfield, and it was really taking a toll on him. The work ethic wasn't up to par. The skier hates cheese. You think that was by the same writer? There's no way it was not the same writer. <laughs> this writer knew what like, he was doing this writer knew that there was no way in hell somebody was going to read that and he's like I'm just going to put stuff in here I'm just going to put words on the page you know words on the page that's how I got through journalism school that's how we both got through journalism school <laughs> okay um, let's bring this back around to how I feel about this movie how we both feel sure. about this movie yeah, let's, let's um, try to focus in so, we what's the premise of our show Corey let's think about that for hang a on second. can I just we know a lot about the series now yes. but like you're about to say the series is not what this show is about this yeah. the show is about this movie as a movie that exists in our brains as a late sequel to airbud movies we have not seen how does this movie work i think i've made it pretty clear man this worked for me in every single way i loved the uh relationship between andrea and tammy 
I liked the relationship between Andrea and Josh. I liked the relationship between Andrea and her mom. You know, she's like just sort of um, uncomfortable in like her middle class suburban life where like her mom is paying more attention to her newborn baby than she is to her own daughter. But like she's still a super loving, caring mother. Right. Like I thought I thought that was kind of cute. And I think that they um, the mom and uh, Andrea actually like have a pretty healthy conversation about, you know, I'll try to help you out and play some baseball with you. And like on top of all that, like we have a dog doing cool things and it like actually like looks really cool. It's not um, it doesn't feel like it's like slapdash or like cut together in like a sloppy way. Like it still feels like they took the care to make this movie really proper, despite the fact that they've done it so many times, which is maybe why they were able to make it feel so uh, proper. Yeah. And I, I, I do, dug it, dude. I want to say that like, you know, even knowing what I know now, which I do want to say has harmed me deeply on an emotional level. I do think that if you just take this movie at the experience I had watching it, it's a perfectly good movie. It does interesting things. Pretty much all of it works. It knows what it is, and it's not trying to really do anything different than that. And it knows how to use the tools on the table to make something that works. And it's really that simple. I think that extrapolating, um, it's maybe a little bit more depressing, but I think that as a film that you would not anticipate working that way. I think it works really well. And I think that's a testament to something in the creative process or what. Um, and I think that that's a heartening thing. Like even to ignore yeah. everything else about it, like it's heartening that the product could feel fresh, even if it maybe isn't as fresh as we once thought. And, um, the shots of the dog hitting a ball with a bat don't actually look terrible. Even though <laughs> I don't know if the dog ever hits a home run, but I've chosen to believe that at some point off camera, that dog just annihilated that ball. Like the leather ripped apart. And here's the thing, Corey, I imagine throughout, um, our, um, throughout our exploring of other franchises, we're going to find more movies like this, right? We're going to find more movies that feel good on their own, but it turns out it's been done before. Like, it's like episodic television does that all the time, right? Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo's direct-to-video sequels. Like, that's what a direct-to-video sequel is. It's just it's just a redoing of a previous movie. Um, normally, like, in order, in order to make money in the DVD market. Um, and so we just have to figure out for ourselves what that means to us. I know I certainly had direct-to-video sequels as a kid. I didn't know that that's what they were. I didn't know what that was. But they were my original, right? Because they were good movies on their own. I didn't know anything about the franchise. Like, I would... I grew up on Dennis the Menace Strikes Back. I had never seen Dennis the Menace with, like, Christopher Lloyd, you know, made millions and millions of dollars. I'd, I didn't know that existed. I grew up on Dennis the Menace Strikes Back, and I thought it was a fantastic film. Um because that's all I had. And so it worked by itself. And so the fact that Airbud 4 might just be someone's Airbud, it's my Airbud. And so I feel pretty good about that. The Airbud in my heart is Airbud 4 seventh inning fetch. And I think that's, that's really, how you that's feel really all that needs to be said. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the other Airbud movies, so it's kind of, it has to be whether I like it or not. Um, but yeah, right, I but mean, that's like, my point. Yeah, you know? no, but I mean like the broader point that you're making that like the fact that it feels like it can stand on its own, even if it doesn't is like a testament to something good about it. And I agree. Um, I also just think it's fun cause like it's ridiculous and it knows it's ridiculous and that's important. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say. I think like in closing, there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play baseball. And he does. And there's nothing in the rule book that says Andrea can't play baseball. And she does. And there is nothing in the rule book that says that Andrea cannot experience emotional growth. And she does. As do we. As do we. I would like to thank you all once again for listening to another episode of They Made Another One. 
You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at they made another, all one word, on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast service you have, as they made another one. You can reach us via email at they made another one pod at gmail.com for your deep lore questions about Airbud, recommendations for future episodes, your manifesto on why Airbud is actually some sort of wild conspiracy, questions, comments, and whatever you have. We will attempt to answer everything that we get. Liam, where can people find you and your Airbud thoughts? Uh, you can find my present, future, and past Airbud thoughts at. Twitter and Letterboxd, where I have a film writing alter ego, Graham the Mallow. That's G-R-A-H-A-M-T-H-E-M-A-L-L-O-W. I have a little cartoon picture of a haunted marshmallow as my, uh, as my profile. You can check me out there. Uh, you can find me at Mr. Corey Price on Twitter. M-O, excuse me, M-R-C-O-R-E-Y Price on Twitter. Uh, where right now, uh, I'm going to date the show a little bit, you can find me having an absolute mental breakdown about the trailer for Tom Hooper's Cats. And I deeply, wholeheartedly recommend you seek that out. Needed to get that out of my chest. It's real good. And soon, I will have a personal website up that is currently under construction. Uh, With that, we're going to take our own seventh inning stretch, and we will catch you here next time for a little bit more of They Made Another One.